No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. This episode of your favorite podcast, which happens to be this one, No Simple Road, is sponsored by our friends at Electric Fish Light. Electric Fish Light. Electric Fish Light. You could have lights in your house that are like just regular lights, and then you'd be like, We've all seen those. Every day you see those. You don't want to be just ordinary. Nobody that listens to this show is ordinary. You know what's a cute thing? You can give one to your grandbaby or your child. And it could be like their friend, it like my little cute Bruno that I love. I put him on every time I have a spa treatment, every time I want to do a yoga session, every time He's I do a my... sloth, by the way. Oh, yeah, you're right. He's a sloth. But anyway, you can have a bunny, you can have a bear, you can have a sloth, you can maybe even have a giraffe, you a could fish. Have a fish. You can have all kinds of stuff, but it'll be your kid's little play friend. And these are upcycled vinyl lights made with IQ technology. They're interlocking, interlocking pieces that can be configured into all these different shapes and... Basically, they will build anything that you can imagine, including sports teams, cartoon characters, and everything else out there that you can imagine That's that right. your imagination can imaginate. Go to electricfishlights.com, put in the promo code NSR. NSR. You are going to get 25% off your entire order with them. What? And you're going to get Delaware Magic in your box, which means, I don't know. It's some, magic from some Delaware. Some fun stuff. No, it could be a tie-dye. It could be a sticker. It could be a crystal. It could be a tie-dye sticker and a crystal. It could be a sticker stuck on a tie-dye with a crystal jammed in it. Who knows? I don't know. It could be whatever. They want to give you a little something extra. Magic. Well, there's only one way to find out. Go Order. to electricfishlights.com. Shop Tour Bus. Shop Tour Bus. Shop Tour Bus. <laughs> That's right. Shop Tour Bus is a proud sponsor of No Simple Road. This podcast that you're listening to that you love, like Aaron said a second ago. Yeah. So... Shop Tour Bus has some of the finest merch you will find off the lot. That's very true. Yeah. You're going to find it on in cyberspace and on, in cyberspace. on cyberspace and in cyberspace. You're going to go to at Shop Tour Bus on Instagram, on Instagram or shoptourbus.com and you're going to check out their pages of beautifully hand designed, Grateful Dead inspired. Merch. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. We do finish each other's sentences. Yes, we do. So go go over to shoptourbus.com. It is the online lot's greatest purveyor of Grateful Dead inspired merchandise with picture telling 
the Grateful Dead song. Imagery. Imagery. Yeah. yeah, like they have Truckin', um, Stella Blue, Help Me Out, guys. Fire, Fire on, on the, the Mountain, Drones in Space. They have tons of stuff. Bird you need song. to go over there and check it out. And this doesn't just come in a regular old box. This comes in an awesome box, which they have new ones that are like printed. All over. One printed. of the latest ones is Truckin', and they put together a cute little package for Daniel Donato Daniel. a few days ago who they were going to see. I hope you guys all had a blast there. I know you did. And some of you are going to get a Grateful Dead miracle bootleg in your order. So the only way to find out if you are a miracled person is to go to shoptourbus.com, order yourself something. Make sure you put in the promo code NOSIMPLEROAD, all one word, when you're checking out, and you are going to get free shipping from the family over at ShopTourBus. So go to shoptourbus.com online, put in the promo code NOSIMPLEROAD. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Sleeping right on. Right. No, no, right. I was sleeping, but I, you know, I know how to do it. This week's guest on No Simple Road is the one and only Jordan Fletcher. And there's Woo! my song for the week. Jordan, oh. Jordan Fletcher. 
So this isn't this oh, isn't your... Hickory, Tennessee representing. Wow, far out. Thanks. Oh, no. sorry. Bam. It's okay. Bam. I'm a little excited for this. This is not your typical no simple road jam bandy kind <laughs> of thing. I love when you say that. This is this is some new shit that you haven't heard before. Got or that maybe new you have. Got you, that new new. Right. You know, you could say thank you later for introducing you to Jordan because you're gonna be stoked. Well, check this out. His favorite artist is Jack Johnson. And he said he listened to Jack Johnson's album like hundreds and hundreds of times. And think about the vibes that you get when you listen to Jack Johnson. It's all about ease, sandy toes, chilling on the beach, enjoying the fruits of life. Like, I feel like Jordan really captures this, but in his own style, that kind of, you know, Americana country vibe. Yeah, but I wouldn't say Jack, Jack Johnson's definitely not country. No, no, but Jordan. like, yeah, but like, I just love how he takes that influence and puts it into his uh, work and it's beautiful. And it was super cool. Like, I don't know if it, it will come through and I, I can't remember if we talked about it or not, but when we were interviewing him, he was like posted up in his backyard and he was watching his son. His wife wasn't home. And his son was like running around in the backyard doing stuff. And while we're doing the interview, such a cutie <laughs> that right there is the per like, if you took that and made a metaphor out of that, that is the perfect metaphor of who this person is. Oh yeah. And what his music is about. He was attentive to us every moment. And so he was also attentive, attentive to his son. And, and it was so cute. To well, see, it was very cute we, to see him running around, little blonde hair. Just and I, I love it when they, this has happened a few times where people are, "I'm sorry, you know, like I've got my dog or my kid here. They may interrupt." And I think I speak for all of us. Sometimes yeah. I I root for them interrupting. Yeah, it's 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 like you have your kid there. They may start crying and join the conversation. Awesome, please. Didn't, didn't Jordan's wife call too? And like he took the call. And he, she was ordering he him dinner. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're getting chicken dinner or something. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's what we want to see is the slice, 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 slice of life. Yeah, real of life. The people that we love and listen to. So you know what? We're not going to be all verbose this week. We're gonna, what? We're not. No, I thought we had we'll all these things to after say after the interview. How about that? Well, I was going to say, yeah, we, there's some verbose because I got confused because I already like shouted out his Instagram and everything, but that's going to be on the yeah. outro. So yeah. we'll so, hear all about so then those things. We'll get straight to the business. Yeah. Follow us on both those social media platforms. Like there's only two Twitter and Instagram at No Simple Road. You can also follow us on Facebook at No Simple Road. You can go to www.nosimpleroad.com. You can sign up for the newsletter there. You can buy No Simple Road merch there. You can find our calendar of events there. You can get a tarot reading, a one-hour tarot reading with Mel and I. We'll have a Zoom call with do you. Do it. We'll do a one-hour tarot reading with the Grateful Dead tarot deck. You will get a personalized playlist based on the cards that you pull. You'll get a synopsis of your reading, and you'll get an audio file of it so you can listen back to it because, you know, tarot readings are kind of like, it's kind of like a dream. And then, you know how when you wake up, and you're like, I'm going to remember this dream. And then you don't remember the dream. That's what a tarot reading is like. So if you have an audio file of it, that would, you know, help you to remember what we talked about. So yeah, nosimpleroad.com. Also, you can call 971-808-1524. That is the, the No tepid Simple line. Look, that's where you can call and ask questions. You can leave a review of a show. You can, you can tell leave us, a recipe, which nobody has done yet. You can tell us what saying. you're excited about. You'd be like, I am so excited to graduate. 
I'm excited to go climb friggin' Kilimanjaro, whatever. Or you could be like, you guys haven't listened to Mumbanzo and the Flea Biscuits. And, and then we'll go listen to Mumbanzo and the Flea Biscuits. That's not a band. Don't look it up. That, that's a good name for a band, though. I like it. It would be good. So, yeah, you can do all kinds of stuff. 971-808-1524. That is the tepid line. Also, you can go on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on and leave us a little five-star review. Look, there are thousands of people that listen to No Simple Road every month, which is fucking amazing and blows my mind. But if all of you today that are listening to the show took a minute and a half out of your life and left us a little five-star review... We would blow up on Apple Podcasts. All kinds of people would find out about the show. Wouldn't cost you anything but a minute, 90 seconds of your time. So if you could do that for us, that'd be super rad. And I just want to throw it in there again real quick. We already did it on the Tuesday episode you listened to, but we did get another review from Spill to Jill. Just the beginning, five stars. I recently discovered this podcast at the Peach Music Festival. Yeah. And the people who run it are so fun. Yay, Yay that's us. That's listen me and Aaron and Apple. <laughs> listen to a few early episodes, and I love it. We Thank love you, you so too. much. We love you, too. See? See how that works? Five-star review, right on the show. It's Everybody fun. feels good. I yeah, think man. everyone likes it. And last but not least is the sordid issue of coin. Look, coin. Inflation's at like nine point something percent. Cost of everything is going up. That includes the cost of doing business as a podcast. No joke. Um, we really want to continue bringing you new artists and old artists and in between artists and emerging and established and blah, blah. You know the thing. We want to continue doing <laughs> No Simple Road. The only way we can do that is if you guys out there help support us. We can't do this by ourselves. We need your help. Go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. You could sign up for as little as a buck a month. And believe me, every time somebody signs up for a dollar, it helps. So yes. it does. It helps our attitude. It helps our pocketbook and it helps the show. Well, just again, if everybody listening to this episode right now went and signed up for one dollar on Patreon, that would we, help. We would not we be would having be this do, conversation. We'd be anymore. doing great. Yeah. The, the, trust me. So please, you guys, just a quarter a week, I'm asking, okay? Patreon.com forward slash no simple road. Um, yeah, so that's the business. I don't think I forgot anything, did I? No. no. no just, li- just listen to Jordan Fletcher's album. Yeah. Yeah, go over there. Listen he has the, the new single, The Death and Taxes, and then the EP that came out earlier this year, The True Stories. Go check these out. He has other releases on there, too, but seek out his music. He is on a small tour right now. He's got a few dates left. Uh, check it out. Yeah, and if you happen to go catch Jordan live somewhere, make sure to tell him that you you heard him on No Simple Road. Yeah, if you listen to this um, episode and you see him post about it, why don't you go ahead and leave a comment on his Instagram and say, hey, listen to the episode, love it, or listen to the episode, now I'm going to come see you wherever you're at, like whatever. But um, in, it's called engagement. And it is cool when we do interviews and the people that we do the interviews with, the artists, they find out from you guys that people are actually listening and love it. So let them know. Yeah. And I'll plug it one more time here in the beginning. You'll hear it at the end too. Go over to Instagram at Jordan Fletcher Music. He has one of the most entertaining, fun Instagrams out there. Wow. That's saying a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's absolutely true. Jordan, (laughs) by the way, man, love the mustache. 
All right, everybody. Yes. Without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you Jordan, Jordan Fletcher. Seven years young, my daddy said, son, if you're gonna be dumb, you better be tough. Don't ever start one, but throw the last punch and hit them hard enough so they don't get up. Early to bed and early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. I shake my head and I roll my eyes when he starts talking about things like Death and taxes, the world moves fast and money and time, it don't grow on trees. Make your bed and say your prayers, cause life ain't fair and it's never gonna be. Chicks dig guitars, tattoos and scars, trucks and cars don't run on dreams. You can count on one hand the things you can count on. Death and taxes and your mama No, that's totally fine. I mean, you can make a fun game of it where you like put the words, you know, in my mouth as I'm talking. Right. Recording in progress. There we go.
Apple, let me hear you, man. Check, check. Do that again. So I have to warn you, I am on baby duty, and <laughs> my son's over here eating lunch. It's happy cool. as a clam, but if he starts getting crazy, I'll have to I'll have to hold him here, and he'll be the the second interviewer. Oh, it's all, that's great. That's, even better. that's great, my man. favorite kind. Yeah, we're all about family. We know you're all about family. <laughs> we allow dogs, cats, kids, and that happens. <laughs> and pets. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is like a mixture of all three. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you'll see him. Jordan, I'm Aaron, man. How's it going, brother? I, well, dude, I'm doing great. I appreciate you guys having me on this uh, podcast. I'm, I'm super excited to get to do it. Yeah, Yay, we're still right on. You, yeah, my name is Mel Jordan, and then we have one more. And then I'm Apple, man. Thank you for joining us on this beautiful Saturday. And uh, it looks like you're you got nice weather. Are you, where where are you at in the world right now? So uh, we live in Old Hickory, Tennessee, which is just like northeast of Nashville by about 20 minutes. Is there okay. is there a lake behind you? Not no, I wish no, not here. Uh, oh. There is a lake nearby, but that's just probably. Uh, I have a favorable lighting or something. Yeah. Like it's like water in. behind you, man. Well, that'd be great for uh, everybody that's listening. Why don't you tell all of them a little bit about yourself and what you do? So, uh, Jordan Fletcher, I am a artist in Nashville. I've been here for six years now. Uh, started off as a drummer. Uh, started selling merch uh, on the road, driving Sprinter vans and doing that whole thing. And that turned to opening sets, which turned to pub deal, which turned to a record deal, which wow. brought me here. Wow. So, so that's the elevator pitch. I, I love it. That's, <laughs> that's like the, the best story ever. Like, so Absolutely. Driving Sprinter vans, man. Like you, <laughs> were you planning on becoming a musician or was this just like, oh, this makes sense. Well, I mean, I moved up here. It, it was my, 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 what I was going to end up being was kind of unclear. It was a little ambiguous. I dropped out of college. I was 22. <gasps> How dare yeah. you? I left. I left. <laughs> um, and uh, that just turned into, you know, me getting to kind of meet the people around town. Songwriting obviously is the thing here. I mean, I was kind of messing with it. When I moved to Nashville, I probably had written four songs. And um, I didn't have a ton of experience. I just had some friends up here that were doing it. So I was already drumming. And so I knew how to, I was comfortable doing that. So when I got here, I just got on the road with hopes to kind of get connected in the rest of the industry. Because, right. you know, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And I knew I didn't know a lot. And so I kind of just wanted to dive in and see what happened. You know what I mean? And so me being an artist... And getting to do all the stuff I've gotten to do so far is, you know, heads over what I thought I would ever get to do. So I'm just kind of counting my blessings at this point. Aww. Well, yeah, man. congratulations, man, yes. because like re re you. reading your bio, I mean, you really, like you said, you, I mean, you were living on the road. I saw that, like, you know, like you hear that, like showering at Planet Fitness, living in a van, just putting in the miles and the legwork and everything to get here. Yeah, well, man, I, I've, I've enjoyed everything I've gotten to do. You know what I mean? It was just kind of, I felt like God was telling me to go do something else as irresponsible as it is to leave college with a year left. I, I oh, felt like shit. it was time for me to go, uh, to go, you know, try Nashville out, which was weird because, I mean, I'm from Florida and I grew up, you know, surfing, fishing, doing that every single day. And so if you'd have asked me seven years ago, uh, if I was ever going to leave the state of Florida, I would have looked at you like you were insane. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. that's like right. my thing, you know? Uh, 
but for whatever reason, it just felt like that's kind of where I needed to end up. Um, and man, it's been a crazy, it's been a crazy ride. I've gotten to do so many cool things and I've gotten to do things that, uh, I mean, I'll just never get to, I'll never forget, you know what I mean? Especially like on the road, I was touring out of that camper, like truck bed camper Okay. that I bought from my neighbor for $300 <laughs> and, uh, which is a funny story in itself, but sparing you the details, getting to do that and tour and sleep in that thing every night and make mistakes and, you know, ride it till it literally almost fell out the bed of my truck. I mean, like that thing was a dumpster fire. <laughs> but I learned, yeah. I learned so much and I got to see so much of the world just from like, uh, like, you know, when you're not, I mean, when you're like, just kind of on the road, you get to see every bit of the place that you're in. You right. know what I mean, so it's yeah. like, if you're driving through, Wichita Falls, Texas. I mean, you're seeing every bit of, it. Uh -huh. you know what I mean? It's like, cause you have to, like you're, you're going through, you're stopping at the gas stations, you're finding cheap food, you're meeting people, you know what I mean? That whole thing. And, uh, thankfully for, you know, GPS, I mean, I'm not, I'm not smart enough to do this without a, you know, <laughs> an iPhone, but I mean, with the help of, you know, uh, modern technology, it was, you know, some of the most memorable moments I've had Aww. getting to do this. You know, that, that is, a a trip because like back in the late eighties, early nineties, I, um, sold all my shit and bought a school bus and went and toured with the Grateful Dead and followed them around the country for like a year and a half. And, That's crazy. And so I know what you're talking about and there are very few opportunities for people in the country today to go out and do something like that and get lost and like not i don't mean physically lost but like go out and have an adventure well, sometimes well yeah that too <laughs> that too but like go out and have an adventure and to be able yeah. to see the country like that i can't think of like too many other ways that you could do i mean there isn't like traveling salesman anymore or any shit like that like the only way to do right. that is to either go on tour with a band or be touring yourself and seeing what the country is all about. And what I wonder, man, is like, you know, normally this show follows pretty much the jam band scene and adjacent stuff to that, right? You know, like the fish, fish community and the Grateful Dead world and all that. But I wonder how the, how the overlap is for you when you're touring as far as like how the community comes together to support you. So, um, man, when it comes to the independent, and I, I think that's kind of the common thread, um, when it comes to independent music, uh -huh. there are fans that follow that. And I think when you mm -hmm. look at like the jam band, uh, like fan base, mm -hmm. it became pop culture. But when you look at, uh, the Grateful Dead fish, even Dave Matthews band, stuff like that, these fans that are just like lifelong generational fans that started out when, you know, Dave Matthews were, I mean, they were doing that for 15 years before anyone believed that it would actually do anything. Right. 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 So it's like, you're, you're, that's a whole different breed of, 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 uh, fan. You know what I mean? And when you've got that, uh, it doesn't really matter where mm. the genre is. There's huh. something about a fan that, that is, that that's into finding new artists early. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, that's the, it's like the same mindset. It's that same passion. And it's literally the only thing at this point, in my opinion, that gets artists off the ground. You know what I mean? Besides like social media and stuff like that. And that's definitely a thing. 
Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely a thing, but it's not nearly as, as, uh, it doesn't happen as frequent as you, as you would imagine. And it's not necessarily a business model either. So it's like, if you're trying to find a way to like create fans, it's like those people find you and you just like stay loyal to them. You know, they give you the time, they show up to your shows, they go to 15, 20, 30 shows of yours. And that's literally like, sometimes that's the only thing that keeps you going, puts gas in the truck. You know what I mean? So it's like, Wow. I, I didn't necessarily fo- follow fish or the grateful dead or, or I did, I was, I wasn't a Dave Matthews when I was younger, but I wasn't like old enough to like hop on the, you know, yeah. get in the bus and go follow them all the way across the U S but it's like, that's the only thing that allows us as new artists to have a foundation because live music is the foundation of music across the board. You know what I mean? True. Yes. The industry is going to change music's going to be sold differently. It's going to, now it's leased. You don't even buy it. You have subscription-based programs. It's like the whole world, it's like, that's the most volatile part of this whole industry. But the thing that's going to always say the same is people want to sit down at a show, get a drink and listen to music that they love. Yes. Yeah. That's the truth, man. That wow. Is- so Jordan, and it doesn't matter what genre, man, you find, you, you, you find SoundCloud rappers, you find, uh, you know, ho- like, house band indie indie rock bands you find uh, country music uh, americana jam bands it's like you find those people and it's a culture in itself and that's mm. what people sign up for mm. i mean they love the music the music obviously is the thing that gets them interested but it's like the culture is like infectious man you can't get enough of it, mm-hmm. you know well so during the pandemic <laughs> where, where were you where was your head at with all that because you were like saying the live um, you know, it's that live experience. That's the foundation. Then the foundation was gone. Mm-hmm. So what was your take on that whole experience? Not, not just the pandemic, but that aspect of it. Well, it was scary. You yeah. know, I, yeah. I was everybody that wasn't big and doing it mm-hmm. that couldn't afford to take a year hiatus <laughs> and have enough money in the bank to make that work. I mean, all seriousness, like everybody was kind of like, what do I do? Yeah. Right? And as a songwriter, thankfully, I was in I, I was I was in a contract that I was getting paid as a songwriter, even throughout all that. Um, really, that's what kickstarted my actual like this record label and management and all this crazy stuff. It's like I remember we switched to Zoom and I, and I just remember having like the question, like even just like some of my close writer, like friends that I write with being like, are we still going to want to get up and write every day? If we know, if we know no one's going to cut these songs, you know what I mean? Wow. Why do we do this? Yeah. And there was a little bit of that fear of like, have I allowed like the idea of commercial success to like run my business? But the answer to that for me and a lot of the people I write with was we're doing this because we have to, we mm-hmm. wake up in the morning, we got something to say, we have to do this. It's a muscle you have to work out. And we just, it's like the only thing that really kept us sane. Right. So mm-hmm. it actually, ironically, the first record like major label cut I got as a songwriter was a zoom, right? It was like the second song I ever wrote on zoom. Uh, and it was an acoustic. I just did it sitting right here actually with my, you know, acoustic guitar, sent it out. Riley green loved it. Uh, he had, uh, Randy Owen from, uh, Alabama sing on it. Like it was just this massive thing for me in, as my, in my career. And it just kind of set the tone as, as tragic as that whole situation was mm-hmm. it set the tone for what ended up happening, which was, Hey man, I don't know if I'm going to get to keep doing this. I don't know if this is going to work. You know, we got a kid coming, we got the world ending, everything's going, I mean, I might have to pack up and move back to Florida. And as, and so like in that, in that like time, I was like, I gotta, I gotta tell my story. 
I got to tell my story while I'm still writing with the best writers on the planet. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, and the, the next thing that happens is I just get this, you know, I get a DM from JR at XM and he's like, you know, Hey, you got management, you got this. He, he saw a video of a song that I just was, was plucking on, on Instagram. And then in, within two, three months, I had a management deal, uh, a record deal offer and a new like publishing. I renewed my publishing deal with, uh, with the, publishing company I'm with and then it's just been off to the races ever since and it's all been everything that's happened since has been above and beyond anything I could have imagined so I mean God's been really good really oh, good God. to us wow. um so that's... long story long no you know well first I mean? of all Jordan we, like, we love long we like stories, long stories yeah. yeah that's why we do this what we do <laughs> yeah to find out well, more yeah it's just you look at it and, and it's like you can't you can't not see that and just kind of sit in awe because it was like I was a, like the, I was, I was already one foot out the door, you know, it's just, this was the the other thing. It was like, you know, it is what it is. I wanted a project. Really. I wanted a project for my son to where he could go. If something ever, you know, my dad died when I was a kid. And so you get, I don't, not to get too morbid, but you go get in your head. You're like, well, what if something happened to me? You know, what if he doesn't yeah. get to know me? Like I didn't know my dad, you know, mm -hmm. I'm 28 years old. I'm still, you know, asking my uncles and aunts about who my dad was, what he was like, you know? And so it's just like that kind of thing in the back of your head to where it's like, I kind of want just like this autobiography, this body of work to where Maverick can ask my wife, Hey, why was I born in Nashville? Hey, who is dad? Hey, what was this like? You know what? And to where it's like, you look at it, you see the song, you hear the songs and it's basically putting in a VHS tape of my childhood. Well, and, and it was like so close to the chest. And the fact that the, the label was even willing to, first of all, think about it much less just like, dive in head first hey man what are you thinking this is your project this is your thing wow has been just like so far out of like what you ever expect you know what, <laughs> what i mean it, it sounds like a, i i love i love your bio on your site because you kind of you talk about i mean you introduce yourself very well through that bio and you talk about even though you were young when your dad passed sounds like he instilled music in you with the credence and leonard skinner yep. and all that stuff and then me yeah. and aaron listening to you he mentioned he's like man he reminds me of jack johnson that voice and stuff and then reading that in your bio like you wore that out that was your go-to jack oh, yeah. johnson oh really and, yeah i didn't know that yeah okay. and, and then also i i love too that i mean we all like all kinds of music and like you were really into bob marley too which you wouldn't really associate with most country artists and stuff sure which it, it's just well, amazing man, i'll say this um i grew up in Jacksonville, Florida. So that's home of, of Skinner, the, the Van Zants, everybody, they're still over there. Um, so it was everywhere, you know, Southern rock country music was on anytime you got in your aunt's car. You know what I mean? It was just, mm -hmm. it was always there, but the first artist I ever attached to, and when I, the first album I ever purchased with my own money was, uh, in between dreams that, that yellow, uh, card cardboard or whatever biodegradable uh, album <laughs> by Jack Johnson. Uh, and man, it was the hardest time. Cause that's when my dad got sick and it was just a scary, scary time. And I, it was like, like, kid you not. I think I listened to that probably eight times a day. Wow. It was like, I, I describe it now as like an emotional parachute to where it's like when things just get too big, too heavy, too, whatever, it's like, it can kind of just slow down the whole thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Yes. That's the and, power of music. 
Yeah. And it's medicinal, right? Yes. It's like I believe like music is either supposed to appease an emotion or create one that isn't there. And if it's not doing that, then you're just making a jingle. Right. So it's like, that's the, that's the way I look at it. And it's like Jack Johnson did that. Right. He got the commercial success because he had these love songs that were so easy to digest and it was so smooth. Everything was just so great, especially for what was going on. And at the time you think about it, it was early 2000. We just gone through nine 11. I mean, it's like, you're looking at a, at a country that needed a reprieve from chaos. Yes. And right now, I feel like we're coming back to that. Yes. We're yes. in a country that is in need of like just something that takes away from from the, the chaos and the pain that we're experiencing right now. And it's it's because it's collective. Everybody's going through this. Everybody needs therapy. Everybody yes. is hurting. Everybody's like just blown away. And it's like I kind of re- revisited where music came from for me which was that album and you know uh like marley and even those like beach rock bands like you know reggae like uh revolution pepper sublime all that stuff all those bands that i was listening to throughout high school that i was going to the beach and and surfing all day like that whole culture just kind of you know i kind of revisited it and allowed myself to fall back into that. And it just felt so natural. And it's just like, I, I, could, I couldn't be happier with where the music's at right now. Because I think it's, totally, for me, yeah. it does that. It, it helps It helps me. So I hope, I hope it helps others. And you know? it, it comes across that way too, man. It does. It comes across smooth like that. And, and you know, you said a mouthful about where we're at, all of us, brother. It's, it's, it's no joke. And, and it's funny because as human beings, I think we want to just like pick up and carry on and dust ourselves off and move forward. And there's really very little discussion about the trauma that we all have gone through collectively. You know what I mean? We've been through some shit, man. And, oh, yeah. and as, as human beings, just take away Americans or anything, but just as human beings alive on the planet, if we've collectively gone through something like that, I think we're doing ourselves a disservice if we just dust off and keep going like nothing happened. And it's really important, like you said, when the world is all sharp edges and corners, to have something that creates a little softness and light. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Yeah, you you can't run on a broken leg, man, as much (laughs) as we want to. Yeah. You can't do it. And we're, and we're broke, man. Every, every single person, you know what I mean? And it's like, uh, you know, uh, I heard a pastor say one time, sometimes God saves you from the fire, but most of the time he saves you through it. And I feel like we're all kind of going through it right now. And, and the opportunity to come through on the other end with new skill sets, um, stronger mindsets, you know, all this stuff, it takes obviously a lot and a lot of intentionality and all that stuff. But it's like, I think it put us in that place to where we had to be introspective. We had to collapse so that we could look at our surroundings and go, who am I to mm-hmm. this place? And how am I going to mm-hmm. involve myself? And it like made, just on like a really broad spectrum. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of where we're at. It made a lot of us double down on what our passions are too. I, I What you're saying right now is really like, a common thread through a lot of the people that we've spoken to over the past two years is that I went through this thing, everything collapsed. It made me re-examine who I am and what I do on a completely different level than I ever did. And I've come out better for it on the other side, or I'm coming out better for it on the other side. And that includes us. Yeah. Like 
we went through it too, man. This yeah. doing nobody this, was spared. Yeah, doing this is like, yeah. why are we doing a music podcast about live music if if there's nobody, no there's nothing music. happening? Like, how do we keep going? But through it, we discovered that people need yeah. connection and they need that common thread and to stay connected and alive with the things that they love and the things that bring them joy. And so that's how we doubled down. We're like, okay, if that's what everybody needs right now, then we're going to fucking provide that thing as best as we can. And it's important. No, no, it's important, man. That's all. We were fortunate enough to you to get artists at home. Every like you, everybody was in lockdown. All of a sudden these artists that were touring 200 days out of the year were at home. And enjoying that and learning how to get into home and enjoy not being on the road. So it turned into a whole night. Okay. Live music. Well, now we're going to talk to these people at home. Billy strings was one of them. We talked to Billy string. Like there's no way we would have caught up with Billy strings. Now that boy's out just all the time, but he was at home working on his muscle car, getting ready to go bass fishing. Yeah. And it was like, wow, a slice of his life and a slice of artist's life, you know, sitting at home. So yeah, I mean, I, I think it was cool to see everybody experiencing it in a similar way, you know, whether or not they were super wealthy or not. Everybody was, you know, learning how to cook and, <laughs> and fix PVC and you know, just do the stuff that you somehow have been avoiding or not had to do because either someone could do it or you were busy. You know what I mean? So it's like we're, we it was a it was a necessary uh, catastrophe, I feel like, yes. in a lot of ways, because I think. Obviously, there was a lot of just t- terrible stuff that came from that. Right. But for me, I kind of really want to focus on what was gained going through those trials. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think there was a lot to be gained. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. one thing um, I have this journal and every time we do interviews, I I do like a little writing about some stuff that you guys will say or whatever. And And you're next to this page of Keller Williams when we interviewed Keller Williams and he was pretty ingenious with what he was doing with his time. And one of the things he said was lean into the changes of COVID. And at the time that, I mean, it's very profound and not at the same time. What are you going to do? Go against it? Like you have no choice. But at the same time, when you're leaning into something, you're bringing yourself into a vulnerable space because you're leaning. So you're not standing upright, but you're leaning into these changes and it really shed some light on how else to deal with tragedy. A lot of people run from it. A lot of people aren't talking about it. Kind of like what Aaron was saying. You just don't, you don't bring it up. You just kind of keep going, dust yourself off, but you're leaning into changes and then you're creating a new template for how and what you do. So yeah, you might still be a songwriter, but your songs are different. Mm. The way you go about writing is going to be different. And the things that you write Mm. about will be different. And I just, I say all that because I want to just kind of switch it up a little bit in the direction of like, you have a young child. And so seeing all of this craziness and, and all of this unsurety and, you know, fear, how do you, how do you go about parenting in that? Cause you're a new parent to begin with. So this is new for you, period, you know, parenting, right. but like, how do you, with that added element, how are you um, parenting from that perspective with this? A lot of faith. Yeah. A whole lot of faith first and foremost, because it's like the thing that happened, uh, the massacre in Uvalde, Texas mm. messed me up. Mm. I, mm. I, uh, 
Mm. I had, you know, we've been through a whole lot and everything, every tragedy is tragic. Right. But that, you know, with this new open place in my heart or however you want to look at having a kid and and just having this new dynamic of the most important person in your life. um, (laughs) It's like when you, when you see something like that happen and you just realize that that's a possibility, it's like you either collapse sorry uh oh, good you still there you yeah, either yeah. you either collapse and just don't engage or you just kind of have to go forward in faith and just like try and make the best the best decisions you can um knowing that's a possibility so i mean it's just i, I guess an, a, another just trying to be as wary as you can also my wife uh is a rock star and so she is kind of teaching me <laughs> how to Aww. be a parent because for whatever reason she just knows how to do everything <laughs> uh, i guess it's just one of those things so yeah i uh but this as as different as this is for other parents this is all we've known yes as parents, okay you know what i mean yes. so it's like this is parenting to us uh yes. because maverick our son he was born during uh COVID, during the lockdown during all that um so like the isolation and the seclusion from family and all that stuff and being nine hours from our family members and stuff like that. And then just the fear of like, I mean, you remember. Yeah. Yes, yeah, we well, do. Yeah. Anytime, anytime you see your grandma, well, she could be dead in two weeks. Yeah. Sleep yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. yeah man. That, You're not wrong. We yeah. are. It's a, it's a very, uh, we're in a very peculiar place in the timeline, man. Whatever, whatever this is, I don't, I don't understand. I don't get yeah, these it. These are big times that we're living in. It's not like, you know, one of those pages that you just kind of go over in a book that you're like, oh, I don't need to read that one. Yeah. This is like a huge page in yeah, time. History altering. Yeah, that everyone's forced to be something more than what they thought. And, you know, yeah. like kind of like Aaron was saying, like we had this podcast and it's going good. And then all of a sudden er, the brakes stop. And this isn't everybody's life. I'm just talking about it in regards to us. Now, what? what do you do? Not just like period, but with yourself. How do you think? What do you dress right. like? What are you eating? Is that more or less important? Like all of these kinds of crazy big, you know, questions. And there, to me, I don't know that there was one answer or, or even a right answer. Cause even fucking sleeping all day, that seemed like the right thing to do it sometimes, <laughs> sure you know, yeah. just like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it was right. It was, I think I'll, I'll say this. Um, it, it's, it kind of is Pandora's box because it's like, we've always had these building tensions and like socially, personally, you know, you're having like these emotional you know, things that you've been kicking down the road that, Hey, I'll deal with it later. I don't care that my, you know, my dad, whatever felt this way about me, or my mom had this relationship with whoever, you know what I mean? Everybody's got that thing, you know, those things and dynamics in their life that they just didn't address. Right. But this kind of just made you go, well, here it is. You're sitting by yourself. You're sitting in silence. Mm -hmm. You have to deal with those things that have always, you've always been running from. And so it's like, it was a result, like all this kind of like new mental health awareness is a result of the chaos of that kind of came from the silence you sit by yourself and it's like all that darkness can come back out you know what i mean it's like i think that everybody had to deal with it in their own way and it was a process you know some people um fell back into drugs and alcohol some people 
fell into church and some people, you know, you know, dug in close with their family members and some people got divorces, you know what I mean? And it was like this crazy explosion of repercussions of everything we've been running from. And then it's like, okay, dust is settled. We're all licking our wounds. How do we start over? And that's where we're at right now. Yes. Has, Has all of that filtered into your writing? You think all of that is all coming out now? Absolutely. This album that I'm going to be putting out is um, 100% autobiographical. Every bit of it is a true story. Uh, And I passed on a bunch of songs that were, you know, really great songs. I'll definitely put them out later. But it was like, hey, this is my flagship flagship album, album. I want people to know who I am. This thing had a purpose even before I had a record label uh, behind me. And I want to complete that purpose. And that purpose was to tell a true story for my son. Mm. And at the end of the day, that's what I have. And we did it with Dave Cobb and Dave Cobb is a rock star. We did it. And it's just like the, the, the way that the styles mesh are just perfect because Dave, he's, you know, very raw, very live. Everything is just like, from, I mean, it's just like, you can feel everything that's coming from the heart. You know what I mean? It's like, you're not really hiding behind much. So, um, as, as, yeah, I, I mean, I, I take, I, I'm excited about it. It's mm. uh, obviously I'm putting myself out there. If people don't like it, then they probably don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it means more than if it was like, well, I didn't really like that song anyways. I'm just like telling my whole story. It's here, like, hope you like it. Here we go. You know what I mean? When's it coming out? Album is going to be, I, I don't know exactly. Okay. End of the year, top of next year. We're okay. We're coming out with some singles and they're actually wanting to, they're really wanting to go to radio and we're going to be doing that within the next little while, which is a whole other world that I'm just like, holy smokes. You know what I mean? Yeah. The fact that I get to do that. Jordan, I wonder what beyond. your, what's your take on genre growing up the way that you did? Like you, you um, talked about so many different types of music with the Jack Johnson and the Skinner, and you even mentioned red hot chili peppers, like in your song, mm-hmm. like what is that? do what does it mean to you how like in in creating your own music how does it apply i think the world's gotten bigger so so genres are uh accessible everywhere mm-hmm. right so anybody every and everybody does everybody listens to ed sheeran and post malone and and uh you know george Strait and you know uh nora jones you know yeah. what i'm saying like oh, everybody's yeah. got that playlist that's like got everything right yeah. And it's so common. And, uh, but I think I, I have heard some people say that genre is fault kind of blending to the point to where it's going to be indistinguishable. I have a, 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 like the opposite thought on it. My thought is that because there's so much, the differentiation between genres is now more, more, more important than ever, because if you want to listen to country music, you don't want to listen to, uh, the, you know, the middle ground probably. Hey, I want to go listen to country music. I'm going to go listen to Hank Williams. Hey, I want to go listen to hip hop. I'm going to go listen to 50 Cent. I'm going to go do all those things. So it's like, I, I obviously there's always going to be blending of styles. And I think that's great. But I don't think there's ever going to be the dissolution of like pure genres. Yeah. So I think it's important. I think they all serve a purpose. And I think now more than ever, everyone utilizes them in their own way. It's a very yeah. interesting yeah, viewpoint. Because we've just, yeah. I, I love talking about that because everybody's got such a different, differing opinion. It's just like what you said. Everybody's playlist has everything, you know, 
And so to be like, oh, well, I only listen to country. What a no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Everybody listens to something different. But, you know, also with a musician, when you're trying to sell an album or be on the radio, you know, hip hop is not going to be on a country station. Right. You know, that just doesn't happen unless it's what, like um, Billy Ray Cyrus and that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But you know you what I'm the, saying? Like the exceptions to the rule. But no, yes. I, I, I'm with you. I think. But I don't, you know. I don't think that's a problem. No, I don't think because it's like now we're in this world to where everything has to be everything all the time. Oh, my gosh. That's a true statement. You said, Jordan. Yeah, (laughs) we forget that it doesn't have to be that way. You know what I mean? It's like your album doesn't have to be 10 songs that, you know, are like a sugar rush every time you hear it. You know what I mean? You know, yes. you don't sit there. You go, you don't go, Hey man, I want some dinner. I'm going to eat 15 pixie sticks. It's like, <laughs> nah, man, you're going to have, uh, you know, chicken and you know, maybe a salad and pasta and all these different flavors that make it a sustainable meal. You know what I mean? I think, I think sometimes social media makes it kind of creates this like rush. So I keep getting phone calls, makes this rush of like feeling like we have to do the like that, that, that big, that big hit every single time, mm. not taking away the value of that because dude, that's, I'm a songwriter. That's yeah. exactly what I want. Let's go for that. But it's like yeah. everybody, you know what I mean? Every artist needs to have a wide range that fills in their sound. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, if a country, if a country station is playing country, it's like, well, good. That's what it's supposed to do. If it feels like it needs to, like, if we start feeling like everything has to be everything, then I mean, what, like, where's the value right. at that point? Everything, it's all lost. I, Everything gets diluted. No, I really yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah. Then what's the fucking point? Yeah. Like how, yeah. Like to say I'm an artist and then you're like, well, artist. And you're like, I'm an artist. That's it. Yeah. Well, do you play music? Do you paint? Yeah, do you... Interpretive dance. Yeah. Can I paint? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I got a is. trumpet. It's this weird thing. Yeah. Jordan. Oh, where's I, Maverick going? Okay. He's good. I gotta, I gotta ask you something, <laughs> man. Uh, there's certain guests that we, when we get on a Zoom call with them, you can feel their, you can feel them in the room. Yes. And you, you are for sure one mm-hmm. of those people. Like Man, the minute you. your face came on the screen, yeah. it was like, you're sitting here with us. And as a 28 year old man, you've really like, you've got a presence and a, and a, your head is on straight. Like. You're a good human being. I can tell just from sitting with you for 30 minutes. And man, I appreciate you know, that. No, I'm not saying that to blow smoke up your ass. I have a question. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, it, but it is true. I want to, yeah. I want to write on that too. It's yeah, true. Emily, Emily was right. Yep. Emily knows you and Emily knows us well. And was like, I know this isn't necessarily your jam genre. band genre, but this is somebody that is, dig this. we're about community and family. And she thought Jordan is about community and family and you guys Man. need to talk to each yeah, other. So and she was not wrong. My question in that is like, I want to know about your upbringing, man. Like what, what was your family life like coming up? I want to know what creates this kind of person. Well, I, I, first of all, I really appreciate you saying that. Yeah, um, and I, I had a incredible family. I mean, I still do. I grew up uh, my dad, mom, and they, they worked. I have a sister, she's older than me. Um, and so we had a, a really cool, you know, situation, but my dad got sick and he passed and, and 
uh, as you can imagine, um, and I'm sure some some of y'all have experienced that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Maverick's trying to grab all the stuff. It's all good. Um, <laughs> that changes everything. Oh my gosh! Um, oh. Sorry. Here you go. Here's a rock. It's the little things. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. It, it that changed everything, and and it kind of put me in a position to where it's like you have to go searching for the stuff that you would get from a father or whatever, mm-hmm. like the information um, advice, all that stuff. So, I mean, I, I know that I am inquisitive because I know what I don't know. And I know mm-hmm. that I want to figure that out. Um, if that is a, a strong suit of mine, I guess, but yeah, I, I have a, and my mom, she's awesome. Um, my sister, she's awesome. Uh, and I had a, I, I, like all my best friends and my cousins and stuff. So I really grew up in a, in a pretty ideal circumstance. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm super thankful for, for what I've been given and what I still have. You know what I mean? How do you maintain uh, those relationships being so far away with that closeness? That's, that's my hardest thing to do is like our daughter, she's uh, going to be 27 next, next month. Um, and she, we have a grandbaby, a three and a half year old grandbaby that, you know, through the pandemic, I mean, nobody was traveling, you know, so you don't really get to interact as much except through stuff like this. Yeah, baby, like through this. So how do you maintain those close relationships with your cousins and sister and mom and, you know, to have that tight knit feel? Well, I think that there's there for us, it was inevitable that there was going to be distance. And I think there has been. I mean, if we're going to be honest, there's there's a lot of things that need to find a way to like I'm I'm still to make a, a long answer short. I don't know. Okay. Because I think that there have been a lot of things that I've done incorrectly or just were a result of the circumstances sure. that make it difficult, you know, family stuff. Mm-hmm. And and you wish you could spend more time. I mean, we're 10 hours away, nine hours away. And, you know, we've got a kid that doesn't really know. I mean, as much time as we considering the circumstances, as much time as we can spend with family, we do. But I mean, it's 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 tough, you know, yeah, I, I think. And especially where I'm at in my career, you know, starting radio tour, it's just like the days are already getting booked up and it's just like you're seeing time just kind of disappear. Right. And yeah. so um, I think there's just that faith that you have that connection with those people. You know what I mean? And it's like, I, I hope I'm not being foolish by assuming that I'll be able to, you know, maybe pick up close to where we left off uh, because I have every intention of whenever I do have free time or maybe someday I can move back down to Florida and do all this as well. And so I, I, I don't have a good answer for that. No, that that, was no there, there was that no right or answer. wrong, Jordan. I just wondered because we're all, we're all going through it. Yeah. Like th- this is a universal yeah. issue, not a Jordan or mm-hmm. us issue. It's, and I always ask, cause I, I would love some insight from somebody who has a different perspective. You know what I mean? It's definitely not right or wrong. We're, we're all going through it, man. And, well, I could, I could use some perspective as well. I think, I think it's cool to get to talk about this and just kind of share notes. Cause it is, it's, it's tricky, you know, even with best intentions, life is hard. Yeah, right? yes, man. So, so true. Yeah. I got, I got to say to you, just to go back to, to you for a moment here last night, we're sitting out on the patio, uh, enjoying the weather. We're listening to your music and, um, I like me and Mel were talking and I love what Mel said. Mel was like, this, this, it's like a warm. Your music is comforting. Yes. It's like a warm blanket. It remind. It takes you to childhood. It, it gives you memories and stuff. And then beyond that, I got to say, today I didn't until today I was 
going through your Instagram. You, you do a great Instagram. Uh, you know, it's one of the only social media things I do. And it like strikes chords through it. One of the ones that brought me to my childhood in tears. I was just in here with Aaron, the Roger Miller, the Odalali. I have that Walt Disney. I have the album (laughs) from the early seventies when they were like storybook, you know, records where you could turn the pages and put the record on the record player. And that just, it, it just gave me chills again, like goosebumps thinking about it. And you sing it so well, man. Your voice is so comforting. It's, you know, what I was saying yesterday about what we were listening to, I was like, you kind of mentioned it earlier, like music is supposed to make you feel these things. And what it was last night, it was kind of like a little rainy, you know, a little cold. And it, the music was, it was soothing. It was a balm, like, like you said earlier, medicinal. It was a comfort it wasn't like, let's get up and dance and, you know, get excited. It was like, sit down and relax oh, and let me give you a hug good. and, and you know, wipe your brow and that. And thank God that people are still making music the way that you are. <laughs> yes. Like, for like I, meant, I mean that wholly and truly because you said it. We need medicine from where the hell ever we can get it. We need it from the trees. We need it from the people. We need it from our jobs. We need it from our you know, interactions, we need it. Cause we're just all like grieving and Strung just trying out. to figure shit out. And so thank you for creating that type of music that is so helpful to a weary soul. Even if they don't, if you don't recognize it, you're weary. Wow. Man, I really appreciate that. I mean, that's beyond kind of what I hoped. I mean, I just wanted to, I wanted to make music that did what that album did to me, did for me. I mean, Aww. I know it sounds like a really specific uh, kind of thing, uh, goal, but I mean, I just like that was a lifesaver in the hardest time that I've ever I'd ever experienced up to that point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's like the fact that I have this team around me that was able to do what they do best. You know, I think I think uh, it's just all been a blessing that I've that it has it's turned out this way. I mean, it was like a a a, a pretty far off shot a year and a half ago, and I feel like we we just about nailed it right on the right on the bullseye. Yep thankfully God, you know for, for what we were oh, hoping God. to do and, what a and good I just, feeling. it's so encouraging to hear that because the, the stories are very specific but i have found that people are able to kind of put their own truth in, into these stories you that's, know what i mean that, and, and that that's also awesome. is the beauty of music and interpretation like the story can be specific but we always filter i think people especially listening to music filter the experience through our own lens of perception yeah, like and our feelings through and, and, stuff. and our own experience so it can be your story that you're telling but i'm like applying mine. it to myself through my lens of perception and my own experience so it's universal right. in that and i i want to go back to something that you talked about a little while ago and we just kind of brushed over it is like the record deal part of your journey so a lot of the artists that we talk to are not signed to a label they're independent artists that are releasing their own music so what's can you talk to me a little bit about like what the difference is for you as as an artist and how how that's helped or hurt you i'll say this i i I have seen kind of over and over again that i have a very unique situation uh because i am part of just like not to say that other labels aren't great or they don't do great i just for who I am and what I'm doing and what I have to offer as an artist, I kind of have just this custom built company. That's like, 
they're they have the best radio track record in the entire town right and um they're not overloaded with artists it's it's me and three other artists and um they're all all the other artists are incredibly successful in their own right um and so i kind of just get this you know first class constant interaction engagement like the 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 head of the record label norbert will call me like especially like when we were like still finishing the album dude he'd call me we talk 45 minutes every day i mean and this guy's you know, he's running the whole show. You know what I mean? I, I hear a lot of artists who have, you know, they, they don't talk to the head of the record label, but once every three months, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's cool to be a part of something that has so much uh, power behind it and so much influence. That's also a hundred percent investing in, in the, the exact, the, the exact uh, goal that, that I have as an artist. Uh, and they also know exactly how to get it down the field in the ways that really, really matter in the, in the industry as it is right now. So I can't say enough good about my experience. I know that there are a lot of different experiences when it comes to, you know, contracts and labels and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's been pretty incredible. It's, it's more than, than I could have asked for, which is kind of a common thread through my whole story so far. So do you feel like there's an element of, of dad following you around and giving you this angelic, like kind of sprinkle dust on your career and on your life and your situations? Yeah, I think, um, I think I've been blessed in so many ways. Um, and, and I, yeah, I, I feel like he's there. I feel like he's, whether it's him or, God's, I mean, I don't know. Right. I, you know, not, cause it seems like, to think yeah. like big on like, I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. Well, you just, I, I you just, mentioned yeah. having faith like a few times, there. right? Like faith, yeah. you know, having faith and also like, um, during the pandemic, Aaron's father passed away and that was a huge, really like shocking kind of situation where yeah, this person that's bigger <laughs> yeah somebody who's bigger than life is just gone now yeah and yeah. and everything that Aaron's dad did um is almost identical but just modernized for what we're doing his dad was a writer producer director in the entertainment industry in every aspect that you could imagine always moving and shaking and doing these things and in the midst of everything, like when Aaron would literally need him most, he was taken and, or he was gone. And now it's like, you kind of said earlier about like trying to find the answers. Like, I don't know, but I'm watching from the outside. I'm not Aaron. I'm watching from the outside and I'm seeing that he's getting all of these answers, all of these goose eggs. I feel like that he's like finding and left for him. I don't know if it was his dad, but I like to think that. I like, I mean, yeah. I could be completely a thousand percent off base, but one, I think there's more meaning into seeing life in that lens. And two, yeah. it's kind of hard to deny all these specific things that have happened yeah, without someone true. knowing these inner workings, that's you know? True. And so I, I just like to think that, yeah, dad's got a, you know, whoever, aunt Helen or, you know, <laughs> grandpa Paul, whoever is out there <laughs> is helping us out on our journey yeah. through this crazy ass times. Yeah. At least he's, it, it's either him doing it or he's making the request. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. I think it's, it's pretty crazy to get to see everything that's happened because the other thing that's weird is that my dad, 
the only my I didn't even pick up my dad tried to teach me guitar. He he taught me he had a, a Jim Croce tab book, like tablature book. Okay. And he I remember that one time he sat down on the floor with me and he had his guitar and, and I had his other one. And he was like, All right, here's a D chord. And I'm like, you know, I'm like seven or eight. And I was a spaz, so I didn't, you know, <laughs> I wasn't gonna do anything. Right. And uh I just remember it's just kind of fizzling out and that was it. And like the fact that all these years later it's like he would have never seen, I mean, obviously he sees it now, but yeah. like, you know, it's just so crazy to think that like all this has happened and like so much of like the reason behind it is because of what I experienced through that whole thing. You know what I mean? It's like kind of the crux of at least this whole project, you know, just yeah. diving into that trauma and diving into that loss. You know what I mean? Like I didn't even start dealing with it till I was like 19. That's why I started writing songs. You know what I mean? Wow. It's so a, I don't, I don't know, man. And I'm so sorry to hear that you lost your dad. That's so, that's so hard. I mean, yeah, it, it's just so hard no matter how it happens or when it happens. It's like, it's just a, devastating. craziest shit ever, dude. It, it, it rocked me. And, and I appreciate that. Thank you, Jordan. It, yeah. I wasn't prepared for what it meant at all. Like still not don't, I don't yeah. get it. It never feels better. It, it just is what it is at this point. Like you just got to keep pushing forward and move on. Yeah. You know, you can't, I don't know how to explain it other than that. But I do know this, like there have been moments, especially recently within the past, like six, eight months that like something will happen. We've had some really like huge opportunities afforded to us recently. And when those things come up, like I know that he's, there like high-fiving i can feel that like it's the best and like <clears throat> we were doing our first live stream a couple of weeks ago and like i was just sitting here and like my dad owned his own like video production company and did all that stuff and i'm sitting here and i we're in the middle of doing the live stream and i look around and i'm like holy shit there's lights and cameras. We're videotaping this thing. Like this is going. And I was like, Oh my God. I, I started bawling during the stream. I'm like, my dad would be so proud right now. Like if he saw this, yeah. he would just be like, yes, you're everything doing it. I taught you. You're using it. You yeah. Know? And yeah, man. At that, and I think that's the gift of being a father. Whether we realize that we're giving that to our kids or not is we're, giving them pieces of ourselves that they can take out into their life and use to make the world a better place if they so choose. And your dad did that with you too, man. Like, like you said, the yeah. trauma of losing him created this entire yeah. world for you. And you're probably an amazing Nuts. dad too. Like you look, you're doing your quote unquote work right now. You're on. <laughs> yeah. And, you're at work right and, now, by the way, buddy. It, <laughs> you, the baby's hanging Fuck out. It. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know. I just, I always like to acknowledge the, the small stuff like that yeah, because um, that's the stuff that beautiful songs are written about. That's the stuff that mm. magic is made like that, that sprinkle. That's why I kind of used that earlier. That's the stuff yeah. that may, that humanizes us and makes us understand what each other's going through. Yeah. yeah well, sure. and, and just to kind of go back to the COVID experience. Yeah. The thing that it showed me was at the end of the day with no other incentives, like nothing to gain. All people want 
is to be understood mm. and to feel like there are other people sharing what they're experiencing. Yeah. yeah. Shared that's experience. It. That's, it. that's it, man. That's literally it. Like we've kid we like we kid ourselves to think that all we want is money and so like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But really all that is is just in our mind the solution to how we can set ourselves up to have a, a like a level of stability to where at the end we can have the people that fulfill that need, that connection, <laughs> that humanity. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that's all we're doing, anyways. So it's like I think we were kind of flipped on our heads for a minute. We were trying to make the, the, you know, we were trying, we're chasing after that rabbit the whole yes. time. And then we realized that's not really what we wanted anyways. We just needed the people that were chasing with us. Yes. And then we kind of had to stop and look around. Right. Yeah. Wow. It felt like, that's- um, like a turtle on its shell moment, you know, <laughs> right. just like you can't get up. You're like, what the 100%. hell? And you look over and everybody else is on their shell too. <laughs> yeah. It was like, Oh man, this is great. Have you, uh, I don't know if you ever heard it. You know about, um, like greyhound, like dog race, like racing dogs. Yeah, yeah. I, I've actually. I, I thought I've, you went the band. I went at first. to the greyhound races in Florida, actually. Okay, cool. So here's something that I was that I was told. You know how they chase a uh, robotic or a or, a, or a, a, like a rabbit yeah. on a on a track. Yeah. If the, anything happens to that rabbit and it breaks and the and the greyhounds catch it, they have to be retired. Because they'll never chase it again because they realize it's fake. Oh, shit. So when I learned about that, I kind (laughs) of like was looking at our experience, what we had. I feel like the rabbit kind of broke. Oh, shit, Jordan. Oh. Yes. Damn. Oh, the rabbit's fake. I get it now. Yeah. And and maybe we don't have to chase it so hard. Maybe we we just kind of look around and see who we have instead of what we have. Right. And look at look at what happened. They call it the the Great Resignation. Do you know about that? Yeah. Like, no, no, that sounds. I, I don't know anything. The about Great that. Resignation is everybody that was quitting their jobs. Like people right. were just like, I this is silly. Why am I doing this? This doesn't bring me joy. It's I'm miserable here. I quit. I'll just deal with it. All like hundreds of thousands of people were just leaving their jobs during COVID because they caught the rabbit. And they're like, this, yeah. this thing's bullshit. I'm out of here. <laughs> right. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. The carrot's not, it's, uh-uh. it, we, we, yeah. I mean, and, and, but we all did it, right? We yes. all did it. Uh, sorry. Hold on. My wife has called me three times. Do yeah. thing, real quick. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Wife calls three times. You better. Okay. Okay. So yeah, Mel. Mel, Mel yeah, said, I, Mel's like call, wife calls three times. You better freaking answer that, my friend. We yeah. we were interviewing Pappy, and his wife called um, from cabinet. His wife called, and he was like, "Oh, you know, now I won't take that." I was like, "No, you take it. We can edit it, and yeah, we'll, we'll call d- you back." <laughs> Hold on, let me see what she texted. Yeah. What? Oh. Yeah, you don't got to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want it. I mean, I- it was not nearly as uh, intense as I thought it would be. She asked if I wanted Zaxby's. So. Yes, you do. The, I mean, it is important, though, because I definitely want to get some chicken dinner. So. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Right on. All right, I'm All back. Right. So, right. Jordan. Chicken dinner's ordered. All right, cool. perfect. So, tell everybody where they can follow you. And Wait, before you do that, Jordan, because oh. oh. we are going to finish up, but I want to ask, what is one really good lesson or something that you've learned from COVID aside from what you said that you'll take with you and and you can give to everybody else too. 
Um, my uh, my father in law, when when my wife and I were getting, when my wife and I were the day we were getting married, he pulled us both aside and he said the only advice he gave us was just be easy on each other. And I think that resonated the most, like it kept coming back to me, just like seeing all the chaos that was going on and seeing all the shared anger for different reasons and all these different things that were going on. And then the, you know, just like the polar political, and yes. polar, you know, everything and every, like all the chaos that was going on that didn't have a solution. It was just like all these emotions that were just bleeding. Right. The thing that kept like coming back to me was be easy on each other because we're all hurting. Mm. Everybody. Yeah. Hurts. yeah. I think I think that was like a, the overall the that's overarching fucking, thing. That's it's like to address somebody who's in pain. Uh, I think you just have to meet them where they're at. I think it's just be easy on them. Wow. Jordan, I'm, yeah, the wonderful. world needs a lot more of that. I'm really, on each other. really, really stoked that we did this. Yes, I, I'm Me really, too. really. This has been a blast. This is super I fun. Man. Love yeah. It. yeah, dude, it, it's I, it's really cool to connect like this. I, I just had one one. This is like off topic, but about your son, Maverick. Is, is that connected yeah. to your love of surfing, like the Mavericks or anything? I'm just wondering that. Well, we like the name. I mean, I, I do. I. I I didn't name him after the the surf spot. Okay, but I, I do like the name. I, I love what it means. You yeah. know what I mean. He is definitely a trailblazer for sure. Aww. Um, so that was kind of what that was. But okay. yeah, I I I uh, I don't mind the fact that there's also like a world class wave. Well, that's <laughs> it has in my mind like double meaning, like Maverick, kind of like right. the movie Maverick with James Gardner. Right. You know that that Maverick right. and a cutting a trail, and then also <sighs> the surfing Maverick, which is. And this is also funny. I got to, I don't know if you know, like when I always, we always do research on who we're going to talk to when you first pull you up, not on your bio, but like kind of a Wikipedia thing says you're from Jacksonville, Oregon, because we're in Portland, Oregon, <laughs> Jacksonville, Oregon is like in the middle of nowhere. And it's like surfing Bob Marley created like it didn't make sense to me but you immediately answered that in the beginning yeah yeah immediately <laughs> answered that right when you introduced yourself you're from jacksonville florida totally right. makes sense so i'm not even gonna fix that i'm not even gonna no don't no, it's no. kind of it's Leave kind of cool yeah. it's missed that's it's way like, better yes yeah so jordan when you come home to oregon let us know <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a plate for you man yeah yeah absolutely i will get I some will. chicken fingers uh, that's all, so funny all bullshit aside seriously if if you come through here playing let us know you got absolutely stay, that is so generous for real no yeah, i yeah. appreciate it that's literally how uh as you know that's kind of how this thing can can work especially yes, at the early stages so yeah. that's that's so generous Aww. y'all thank you and so now why don't you let everybody know where they can follow you and find your music and all that so uh, if not, if all else fails, just go on Google, write Jordan Fletcher. You'll find my face. But <laughs> if you want to be a little bit more uh, adventurous, Jordan Fletcher Music on Instagram, Jordan Fletcher on TikTok, uh, Jordan Fletcher TV on Twitter, even though I probably don't do that as much as I am supposed to. Um, but yeah, just put my name and you'll find me. Right on. Hey, man. Again, thank you for, for this time, us, man. Thanks, Maverick, for sharing dad. Yeah. Yeah. Look very forward to <laughs> when that bye. album comes. Come on, say bye. Gosh. Oh, those cheeks, that whole I know. thing. Oh, bye, baby. Bye, Maverick. Bye, Maverick. <laughs> He's busy you with say it. Bye.
Oh, not gonna happen. I see. I, I see that little well, hand trying to move. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. so you. Enjoy your family and your chicken so dinner, Jordan. All right, man. <laughs> we'll talk to you later, brother. Peace. Thank y'all. Bye. Oh. Yeah, that's how you do that. That's okay. You gotta frick, say that's gangster em- with Emily, the baby in his lap. And Emily, thank you. You were not <laughs> yes. wrong. Yep. You know us, and you know your people, and that was well suited. Emily has never thrown us a shitty pitch. No, she knows us. She knows her people. <laughs> yeah, her, I'm just saying too. That was our second interview this week with babies, and I love it. If that's gonna be a new was, trend, it's my favorite. One? Win win. Oh, was, that was this week. Yeah. We're in Saturday, so we're still in that window. Wow. Yeah. That seems like months ago in my head. Yeah. No, we. When, oh, yeah. That was the other night. That yes, was, it was. I was like, I'm thinking, like, that was last Friday. That was like. Yeah. Okay. Well, he on. said something in that, too, that it was like, as things are, it's like, it's like so many things coming up and booking things and stuff. He's like, your time is gone quick. Yeah. yeah. Time starts yeah. booking up and trying to figure out how to. It's weird that your time can be gone before it even gets here. Yep. Yeah. That's one of those. Think about that. No. Yeah. I have thought about it, and that's why I don't like planning. That's one of my things where I would get up. One of your bugaboos? Yes, but that's, it stems from that, not just like, oh, I don't want to do that thing. I don't like to reserve my time in the future because I don't fucking know what I want to do in the future and don't make me do something that I don't know about. And sometimes other things come up that yes. you would rather do. And yes. stuff like last night with Ben and Tiff saying, trying to figure out when we can do another thing. Nope, not that weekend. That's already, that time's taken. Oh, that time's taken too. But that if we would have planned it later on, like, oh, no, no. Like, I realize and understand the importance of scheduling, organization, because we couldn't have done that without... Right. Oh, yeah, we, we, couldn't have say, we couldn't have There's done this the, interview without but that. But, like, just the, the, the superfluous, you know, of planning, I I don't like that. It, it gives me an interior anxiety that get it. makes me feel like I'm losing something that I don't... I, I don't know what it is, but I, I'm, I have a loss of I've something. I've lost something I didn't even know I didn't yeah, have. That's yeah, that's an uncomfortable feeling. Okay, here's the deal. Thank you, Jordan. Yes. Yes. Jordan, you are... In what we call in the Jewish community, a mensch. A mensch. And uh, I appreciate you taking your time with us when you're home with your son. It means the world. And just such deep, insightful with, yeah, conversation. Fun, awesome like, conversation. Like, thank you. And again, he said the same thing. Thank you so for so much for complimenting us on it. it on it just feels like hanging out as friends. Yep. That's yeah. what we want. That's what we're going for. All right, let's keep hanging out as friends. The show's not yeah. over. It's just getting started. We're gonna. Um, what are we doing? What's this part called? Is there a name for this? Our outro? Our Yeah, our, our catch up, our weekly catch up, our, our us time. Yeah. I don't know. Just, well, we'll figure out something clever maybe by the time right. you hear this. And here's a commercial. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. One of our fine sponsors is Define Premium Cannabis. And if you are up in the Portland area, we have a location in Hillsboro and Forest Grove. And you know what? It is summertime and it's in the cannabis business. It's what we call sativa season. Everybody is out and about doing things, hiking, camping, boating, whatever you like to do. 
So come on in. We got you covered. We got many sativa strains. We also got your indicas. We never, you know, run out of those. But come visit us. Make sure you tell us that you are a listener of No Simple Road. I'm a listener of No Simple Road. Well, guess what? You're getting 10% off your purchase. Yeah. And you're getting a free t-shirt. What? Then the next time you come in, you remind us of that again. You wear that t-shirt and you get 15% off your purchase. Look, I'm wearing my free t-shirt. Yeah, so it's no joke. We will spend our time with you to get you suited to whatever you need, whether it's a sativa, indica, both. If you like that roller coaster, some of the day and then the nighttime relief, we got you covered, man. So come out and out to Define Premium Cannabis in Hillsboro or Forest Grove. All right, that was a commercial. Right on. I like how we did that. There it is. Here we are. I don't know why I always stop and then start again. when We just roll right into it. Like, Uh fuck it. Hey! What'd you guys think of Jordan Fletcher, everybody? We love Jordan He's so Fletcher. He's the sweetest human being ever. I, if, if you haven't, like, well, I don't know. If you haven't listened to him, maybe now you'll understand what the music's all about when you go do listen to it. Because you see where he's coming from. This is a family man. I, I think it was the coolest thing that he had his son running around in the background while we were interviewing him. I think it's so... Like crazy how, I don't know what what a better word would be, but like how, you know, somebody can grow up with a dad, somebody can grow up without a dad, somebody's dad could be passed away, somebody's dad could be divorced from their parent. So we have all these different scenarios with dads and it can make or break you literally. It can make you like bitter toward men or fathers in general. It could make you long for a relationship. It can make you grateful for what you've got. And then it can make you a better dad if you're uh, you know in that role and I just really appreciate Jordan um, sharing just how much his dad impacted his career his life and his parenting well and also his it's sometimes unclear where uh, an artist's musician is come music musician an artist's music is coming from like when you listen to fish, we don't know what the basis of that is. It's ambiguous and maybe we're not supposed to know and that's fine. But with a musician like Jordan, you have context of where the music is coming from, right? Like, you know that it's coming from his heart. It's coming from a place of family and he's doing what he's passionate about. And the reason that he's pursuing his passion is so that he can care for and you know take care of his family and that's super admirable oh yeah let's say one this this was one thing i loved about this interview too is jordan has one of the best smiles that just comes across like like nothing else and you you, the other thing i love you need to go check out his instagram because he has a very well done Instagram. It's at Jordan Fletcher music and it has a lot of comical stuff on it. It has his awesome little son. It has a recent reaction video of him hearing his song death and taxes played on the radio while they're driving in the car. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to keep up with this, with Jordan's life. And by the way, Jordan, just for the record, if you're listening back, I dig the mustache, dude. I think the mustache is cool. What do you think Heck about yeah. the mustache, Mel? I love facial hair. I also love naked faces. I like <laughs> them both. I, I'm down with either or 
Some guys look great with just a mustache. Some guys look weird and I'm still down with it. Even if you do look weird, (laughs) I just think it's cool. Like if I could grow facial hair like that and it's fine, I'd love to do that. What do you say? It makes a manly man manlier and a creepy Creepy man man creepier. creepier. (laughs) (laughs) Totally true too, man. Naked faces and hairy faces. I'm down for both. So today's most likely Friday. And, uh, that means that the three of us are somewhere right now. Well, if it's Friday, we are at Northwest String Summit and we are probably recording with another artist for our Northwest String Summit uh, set of podcasts. So it's going to be more than one. In 2019, we went to the very first Northwest String Summit for us. Um, it was the 18th anniversary of Northwest String Summit, I think. Because I think Pick and Party was 19. So this would be 20. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we immediately fell in love with the festival and the people and Horning's Hideout and all of it. And this year is the final verse. This, they are ending Northwest String Summit on their 20th anniversary. This will be the last one. And uh, No Simple Road is out there. Doing yeah, it. And we are really excited to, because it's 20 years, to kind of talk to people that have been there multiple years and create like a little time capsule of Northwestering Summit. Now, I mean, we've only been to, this will be our second one. So no, we are not going to know all this stuff, but we are definitely going to um, talk to Yonder Mountain, who we are so excited um, and so perfect to put into these episodes. And we have confirmation of Tim Carbone that we're going to be interviewing and a few others. And so this is going to, I feel like this is a little bit different than the other festival um, podcast that we'll, we would have done because this to me is kind of like a, um, what, I don't know what the word is, but like a tribute, a tribute to the 20 years of Northwest String Summit, a little bit of the backstory a little bit of the stories of the attendees that have been so happy and, and why they've come back. We heard a little bit about that a couple of weeks ago, a couple of shows ago with uh, Ben and Tiff. So this is going to be something that is new for us and not at the same time. Yeah. And, and it also just happens to take place in our own backyard. Yeah, our backyard basically our it's a half ground. hour away from us. You know, there's a completely different feeling when you can, drive out your driveway and in 25 or 30 minutes be in the middle of a festival. There's a level of um, comfort and ease that that's attached to that. And also like moving to Oregon was Mel just said it this morning. Actually, she was like, you know, Aaron, you changed all of our lives when we moved up here to Oregon. And well, I I wasn't meaning about moving up here, even though, yes, I was talking about the show specifically. Yeah. And Northwest String Summit did that for us as a family, changed everything. And Oregon did that for us as a family, it changed everything. And so putting those two things together and then being a part of it is a big deal for us. And like, I was just wondering, like, there's a lot of things that I look forward to when I'm going to a festival. So I'll go first. Um, For this, I'm wondering what you guys are most looking forward to doing and who you're most looking forward to seeing at the festival. I have to look at that lineup. Yeah. I so don't for have me, <laughs> I one thing. What you said, we got to pick one thing. 
Anyway, <laughs> I am really excited to see Yonder Mountain String Band play. Um, they started this festival years, 20 years ago, and I can't even imagine the moment of closing this festival out being the last band on that main stage on Sunday night, Mm -hmm. what that's going to feel like for them and what that performance is going to be like, like that's going to be very, uh, emotional and intense to see that. Oh yeah. Really looking forward to that. And as far as what I'm looking forward to doing at this festival. So typically when the three of us go to a festival camping, we're usually camping with us and like maybe one other person or two other people, if that. And because this is such a family affair, we're going in with the Raverts and with Cody and with Jason and Audrey and just cannot wait to see what our um, area looks our space. like. Yeah, like where we're all camped together, our compound that we're going to create out there. I can't wait to see that and like be in that space late night with everybody after the music's over and see yes. what kind of fucking shenanigans go on in there, man. It's going to be bonkers. And so I want to see what you guys, you know, What's on your guys' mind? I don't know who wants to go next. I'll but. I'll go. Mel that Mel is kind of looking. I I I'm I mean of course just looking forward to the entire thing. But on a personal level, I'm very looking forward to hanging out with Banshee Tree again. Mm-hmm. They they have become family with us, and they're invited back. You know, taking the, the trip down. Well, like a lot of bands are going to be there from Colorado. Um, I, I'm just looking very forward to seeing them again, and also just. It's going to be unbelievable, like Aaron said, just, just Sunday and Sunday night, uh, side boob, uh, yonder mountain, like Sunday night is going to be like the, the, the final song yeah. out there. That's, and that's man, so it is going to be emotional. I have no idea. And the other thing I always look forward to is you don't know who's going to join who, who you're going to see picking Sit-ins. in the parking lot, they hanging out in the campgrounds, you know. The musicians there, they I think they enjoyed this festival as much as the the festival goers because it's just a mingling of the community in one of the most beautiful, safest spots you could imagine. And that's you know, I like that you said that safest spots. That's something that um I never uh questioned is my safety when I was there any yeah. of the days at any hour. I mean, you know, you have to wake up in the middle of the night and go pee and whatever. No, never ever felt unsafe at Northwest String Summit. Some it's a really magical feeling when you're there. Um, I mean, our this lineup is pretty intense as far as like who do we want to see. Like, first of all, if we hadn't had just seen them at Peach and they hadn't done such an incredible job, I wouldn't be saying this. But Joe Russo, J Rad, I am really looking forward to them because mm. they. Even them singing Cats Under the Stars, my least favorite, <laughs> even that at Peach was so freaking amazing. Like they, yes. that, I, I, I don't know. redeem the song for you? No, it, I still don't like <laughs> no. it. No, I still don't like Under the Stars, but still like they are, I, I, for, I don't know why we didn't talk about it as much, but they really made an impact on me at Peach specifically. Like it we were walking to get to them because it was like that rainy Saturday night. And so 
they had started and we were walking from like the rainy area that they had us kind of held up in. So we walking into the show as they're already playing and it already was vibed out and the music was so thick and full Mm -hmm. in the area and the light show was incredible. And so I'm really looking forward to uh, J-Rad, but kind of have to jump on the heels of what you said too, babe, Uh, Yonder, the band that started it all and to see them playing all weekend and how they're going to, you know, end it out. And I'm just excited to be part of that history. Um, another part that I'm looking forward to is doing is, um, we have our little, we're going to be, No Simple Road is going to be set up next to the Kinfolk stage and we are going to have a little, you know, area and I'm, I'm putting up a treatment tent and I'm really, really excited about doing that. I know our very first, um, Northwest String Summit, I got to, uh, give a few treatments and it was for me, it was kind of what made Northwestering Summit. Like it started that whole Melanie, like me personally giving back to the musicians. And it was such a, it was just, it, it put me on a high that I didn't realize um, for that whole weekend. So I'm really excited about presenting a beautiful space for the artist to get out of the craziness, even if it's for just five minutes, a little, you know, a little tune up. So. I remember. You and Michael, Michael. Kirkpatrick. Yeah. I was Kirkpatrick. Just, I was just yeah. thinking the same thing. That's awesome. And the treatment that you gave him. And what was her name? Uh, Mel Jasper crying during that interview. And it was really heavy and really something special. And it just made me. And then I gave another treatment to one of the women that were there. Um, I wish I remembered her name. And I recently met her a few months back again. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Anyway, that being said, I just look forward to giving back to the family, to spending time with the family and Julia and Josh are going to join us, which I'm super excited about. I didn't know that they were going to be there and Bryce and like all the sponge boys and oh my God. I, everywhere we look is family. And so yes. that's really what I'm, I'm looking forward to the family reunion, the last verse, the curtain call, you know, I'm, I'm proud that we get to represent no simple road there. And I'm also proud that we get to see all of our friends and family that we've, you know, created since our first 2019 appearance. And then now wow, it's going to be really great. And Kenzo and Amanda, Amanda and they're going to have a couple friends with them. And if you don't know who they are, they last year summit didn't have summit. They did the peacock picking party and we gave away tickets to a two, couple, two sets, two sets. Yeah. And, uh, Kenzo and Amanda were, one of the winners of the those tickets that we gave away and they, we'll say Amanda because she won oh, yeah. them. <laughs> and then we bought we bought Kenzo a ticket. That that's how that happened. But you know, it, seeing them again after hanging out with them, what what a great night. What an awesome memory of you and Kenzo dancing and, and that blue witch hat, the the wizard hat, seeing it on Kenzo and then being like Mel was like, I gave it to him. It, it, it which I love that. And that was one of Mel's favorites. And I was like, wait, you My, what? That She's hat. like, it, it was him. You know, sometimes, you know, you're attached to a certain article of clothing because of the way that it makes you feel when you put it on or or who gave it to you or where you got it. You know what I mean? Like sometimes there's just these attachments. And I really love that hat. But when Kenzo put it on, 
it was like I had been holding it for him that whole time and he just came to pick it up. <laughs> so yeah, I'm super excited to to just be with all of our yeah, people. Man. I enjoy string summit. Wait. I can't wait. And we're actually getting ready to leave the house to go out there and scope things out right now. So yeah. yeah. Um everybody out there, listen. Uh if you haven't already followed Jordan Fletcher, go follow him on all the social media That's stuff. Right. Download his albums. Go see this guy when he plays in your town. Support these musicians that are putting their life and their talent and their family's well-being and livelihood on the line, man. Like, it is not a small thing to open yourself up like that and to put yourself out there in a really personal and genuine way. There's no, there's nothing between Jordan and and the crowd except for his music. And that's a beautiful thing, man. And, you know, this may not be jam band related. This is more of in the vein of like Americana or country. And that's beautiful, man. You know, let's let's spread the love. Let's, you know, grow the community into other parts of the, the musical universe and, and uh, show show the world what's up. Because well, I think that's what Northwest String Summit did, too. Right. Yeah, they for sure. started out bluegrass and here they got Umphreys McGee. They had uh, pigeons, you know, 2019. J-Rad. Yeah. Well, you got to mix it up. To me, too, with George Jordan, his lyrics, like anybody can identify with what he's singing about. It's it's life. Yep. So it's love and straight life. up. We are honored to have had him on the show. Thanks again, Jordan. Thanks, Jordan. And uh, you guys, we will be back next week with more stuff and things. I don't know what's coming up next week. We'll figure it out later. And uh, remember, take care of each other. SPF 50. Hydrate. Smile at a stranger. Love yourself. tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. 
We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast.